Hello dear, we thank God that today we're able to start something new. We're going to study the parable of the two debtors. And this is recorded in Luke chapter 7 from verse 40 to 43. But before we do all this, I want to remind you that we need to subscribe to this program. It will be of great blessing to you and to as many people as be willing to subscribe. You should like it and whether you are watching us on the YouTube or on the television, wherever it is, it will also be good for us to know how you are being blessed, how you are receiving these teachings and what the teaching is doing to you. We thank God that you are here and we bless him in Jesus' name. Now, look, the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 7. I'll read from verse 40 to 43 in order for us to understand this parable very clearly. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have some word to say unto you. And he said, Master, say on. And Jesus said there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50 pence. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him most? Someone answered and said, I suppose, that, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. Let's, let's increase that, those verses a little bit more so that we can understand what the Bible is saying. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Said thou this woman, I entered into thy house. Thou givest me no water for my feet, but shalt washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs on her head. Thou givest me no keys, but the woman since the time I came in had not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil, thou didst not anoint, but this woman had anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loved little. Now, we will look at that parable, it's a long story, but we're going to take it, um, we're going to take the parable slowly so that we can understand what exactly the Lord will want us to know in this passage. Verse 36. From verse 36, Luke chapter 7, verse 36. Now, if you look at your Bible, 
we see that the story began as it were from there. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, he brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. A long Bible passage, but let's do it this way. Jesus was invited by the Pharisee. That is a, the first thing that will strike us very seriously in this passage. He was invited by the Pharisee. Jesus went to the Pharisee's house. That's sounded as if there was no discrimination. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have expected that Jesus would be in the house of a Pharisee to eat. I mean, that sounded uh, obscure and abnormal. In, you remember that in the ancient time, the Pharisees were like, uh, uh, like a sect in the ancient Jewish uh, community. They were people that felt in themselves very holy. They were pious by their own description. And of course, they were the people that obeyed the oral laws. Not the Bible, not the Word of God, but the laws that they made for themselves to, to, to cage themselves and to tie themselves down. There were a lot of pretenses in the Pharisees' lifestyle. And uh, somebody has said that the Pharisees were basically fake in their attitude. They obeyed all the rights you can think about um, in terms of uh, beliefs and made them a little bit different from some other uh, people. Um, they were, they believed in angels, they believed in demons, they believed in heaven, they believed in hell. They were legal in their attitude and they also believed in resurrection. Now, let us pause a little and probably answer the question, why is it that it was a problem for Jesus to eat in the house of a Pharisee. With all these descriptions, you will say, okay, they are near the kingdom of God. Or they were uh, quite close to the people we would like to describe as Christians. No. They were not. Because if you remember the story uh, of the woman that was met, I think it was at the well. Uh, that story is in Gospel according to St. John. 
and very clearly you will understand that in that place it was quite obvious that the Pharisees stood at the edge and the brick of the law. They believed the law. And they obeyed the law. And Jesus did not come to break the law. He came to obey all the laws so that those who now believe in him can inherit that faith in him and in God. So the Pharisees were very keen in knowing, I mean, they were men and women of those law-obeying system. They did not understand the effectiveness of faith in Jesus Christ. Now look at it. In John chapter 5, we have the story of our Lord Jesus Christ at the, in Jerusalem by the sheep market. There was a pool there. And this pool in Hebrew language, we are told that it's called the bed sugar. It had five porches. Now you will recall that this is a tradition that if, there, if any of the important folks were able to enter into the river, whether you are impotent, whether you are blind, the Bible says you are hot or you are withered, you will wait for an angel to come down and then the water will be troubled. And whoever is able to enter into this troubled water first is healed. Now, that is a tradition. But if you notice, when Jesus met a certain man, he met a certain man who was there, he has been attending that place, I've been living that inf infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying down, and Jesus saw that he was looking for a kind of healing. Yet Jesus said unto him, Will thou be made whole? That is the tradition. The tradition is to wait until the water is troubled. But Jesus has, had come not necessarily to, uh, uh, how will I put it, not necessarily to get the tradition foster, but to show that here is a New Testament that has come. He said, would that be made old? And the Bible said that an important man answered, sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, I have no man to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, another person will step down before me enter for 38 years. That is suffering because of obedience of the law. 38 years suffering because of wanting to engage and obey the tradition. But Jesus said unto him in verse 8 of that John chapter 5, Rise, take up your bed, take up and then walk. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just walk. And the Bible says in verse 9 of John chapter 5, And immediately the man was made whole took up his bed, he walked. On the same day was Sabbath. That's okay, but 
we will not even be talking about the people's tradition about Sabbath and that. of course you know for them for somebody to be made whole on the Sabbath day was a problem so for Jesus to have been invited in uh, by a Pharisee to his house to come and eat to some people it was a problem but Jesus did not discriminate hallelujah in this sense, it's not like a man. In this sense, it's not like an ordinary person who will be bothered and thinking and planning and scheming around discrimination and traditions. He went there. He, that shows us that our Lord Jesus does not see us as, as it were, different or he doesn't see us as not being qualified to receive what he has brought for us. If you're a Pharisee, yes, call him, he will answer. Whatever he establishes or whatever you are, if you call him, he will answer. That's exactly what has happened here. He answered. And Jesus had a long list of things he would have loved to say about the Pharisees that disqualified them very seriously from being a kind of person he would have been able to go into their house. Even some people that saw him going there were themselves shocked that how is it that this man can go into a Pharisee's house? In Luke chapter 11, Jesus we are told in the Bible in Luke chapter 11 from verse 37. The Bible says, as he spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to die with him. And he sat down to meet. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not washed his hand. <laughs> he was surprised that Jesus did not wash his hand before eating. And Jesus saw that. And he now faced him and said to him, now, you Pharisees, you make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. Anyway, what the Bible is trying to make us understand here is the fact that all these laws, good to be obeyed, all these laws, fine to understand but but something greater than law which is the full obedience of the law the full acceptance of God's plan and that cannot be done by any man only Jesus can do it and your faith in him will help you to understand it very well this also shows us that Jesus loves us no matter who you are, black, if you're a black man or a brown man, or if you're a white man or you're pink, whatever color you are, Jesus loves you. And we should understand from there that Jesus is wanting everybody to come to him and is wanting to come to everybody. Even if you open the door of your house right now, Jesus will come to you. Oh yes, he'll be with you. He entered the Pharisee's house. Don't forget this is just 
an introduction or introductory part to the parable of the two debtors. Jesus went into the Pharisee's house, no discrimination, wasn't given any consideration, he gave affection to everybody, he gave opening to everybody, he allowed everybody, he went to everybody, and he came into the world so that everybody might receive him, and through that, become children of, children of God, basically, fully and holy. And that's okay. We'll continue this teaching from here because it's becoming really interesting and we get to understand what God is wanting us to know. But remember, the two debtors, Jesus went to the Pharisees' house. He ate there, no discrimination. I'm praying that God will embrace you and show you kindness and all things in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. We'll meet again. Hallelujah. Amen.